Hello and welcome to the One Trust Talks Tech podcast. This is episode number five, recorded on June 12th, 2023. My name is Roger Dean and I work on the product team here at One Trust and I will be acting as the host of this, this podcast. In this episode, I will be talking to Sohel Juma, who is one of the product managers on the environmental and social governance team about what cool new features are out and what we are doing to help with CSRD. After that, I'm going to review the changes that are going on with releasing new versions of OneTrust and what a preview feature is. Just a quick reminder, this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchasing decisions. All right, now it's time to welcome Sohel to the podcast. As I mentioned, Sohel is a senior product manager on the uh, product management team for Environmental Social Governance, or ESG for short. Welcome to the podcast, Sohel. Thanks, Roger. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, yeah, a little bit of, of background on myself. Uh, yeah, I'm a senior product manager under the ESG cloud. Um, I've been with OneTrust for about five and a half years. Uh, so you're an old guy. You're an old, even though you're a young guy, you're an uh, old guy. <laughs> It, it feels weird because I, I keep looking at the folks who've been here before me and I think of them as like the OGs. Right. And now it feels weird kind of being uh, on that same boat. <laughs> you are, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you've been working on kind of ESG since since it's been, since its inception, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got into the ESG space close to about uh, three, three, four years ago. And that's where I've kind of... Um, been making my mark in the sense of kind of bringing the ESG cloud uh, to life from a product perspective. Uh, was one of the first folks to kind of join that team, and and since then it's been uh, quite the ride. Fun time uh, working on working on a product called Program Reporting and Disclosures, and uh, we've been kind of taking that to the market, and uh, it's been it's been quite uh, a fun ride. I yeah, think, this time here. So uh, personally, for you, like I know this is really important for me, but personally for you, the whole environmental things that we're doing around that and doing, you know, doing this for, to make a better planet. I mean, does that really kind of hit home with you as well? It, it really does. Um, you know, prior to the whole ESG space or being involved in the ESG space, um, one of the things that I had always cared about was uh, making sure that I was doing the right things from a sustainability standpoint, um, you know, like measuring your own carbon footprint, you know, doing the, the small things that really matter at an individual scale. Uh, and now that we've been operating in this ESG space, it's been uh, a real treat to kind of take that to a whole new level with offering a, a solution that helps companies at a larger scale kind of perform that same uh, responsibility. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, you know, they say if you if you do what you love uh, if, at work, then you never work a day in your life. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're we're making a difference here, which is awesome. Um, exactly. You you mentioned briefly program reporting and disclosures. Uh, what can we go into a little bit about what that is and what we're offering in the ESG cloud today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, program reporting and disclosures is essentially a solution that helps companies streamline their ESG reporting requirements. Uh, this is typically done by providing an intuitive, a simple product to help with understanding what standards and frameworks you need to report against. Uh, providing various ways to collect the data you need to report against, and then ultimately allowing you to create these easy-to-use sustainability reports while also being able to track progress throughout the entire journey of powerful analytics. Uh, the solution is really designed for companies of all maturity levels. So regardless of whether a company has never published a sustainability report or they've done it multiple times, we've essentially created the solution uh, that can address everybody's needs from the ground up. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So 
you talk about generating all those reports for folks. Are there lots of different ones around the world that people need to report to and report on? Yeah, so within the ESG space, there's definitely quite a few different standards and uh, frameworks that companies report against today. Uh, the most common ones tend to be around SASB, which is the Sustainability uh, Accounting uh, Standards Board. Mm -hmm. There's uh, GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, uh, WEF, TCFD. Um, I could name a bunch of different acronyms, and they would probably be a framework that someone would be uh, reporting So depending on today. where you are and what you do, you may have to report to any one of those or multiple of those different different standards, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so I hear about this thing called CSRD. Why don't we talk a little bit about that and maybe that'll help bring all of these standards and frameworks together. Yeah, exactly. So CSRD, which stands for the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, it's basically a directive that was published at the end of last year that is going to require large companies and public interest entities operating in the European Union to disclose information on their ESG performance on an annual basis. Uh, this is essentially going to help all kinds of stakeholders better understand what companies are doing to become more ESG driven uh, from investors to employees to consumers. And it's expected to have an impact of about 50,000 companies over the next few years once this goes into effect. Oh, wow. So when is it going to go into effect? So we're looking at around 2025 okay. uh, is when most companies that are going to be impacted will have to report, but it'll be reported based on 2024 data. Uh, so even though it's going to start in 2025, you got to have you your need data to start available. recollecting and, and gathering exactly. the data in 2024. That makes sense. And right now this is European Union. So this is kind of like um, GDP was where GDPR, sorry, where Europe started that whole thing. And, and now it's and then it'll bleed over to the rest of the world, probably. Exactly. That's where I see the issue space today is kind of just like in that in that very, very early stages of where data privacy was pre-2018. Right. Yeah. What do companies need to know to be aware of this? Is it is it pretty simple? Is it what they're looking to report on or can it be very complex? Yeah, it's it's one of the, the more um, important frameworks to be aware of. And there's a big reason why. Um, if you look at the, the ESG landscape today from a reporting standpoint, we talked about SASB, GRI, TCFD, all of these different uh, reporting frameworks that are available today. One of the things to call out is that CSRD is going to be a mandatory framework as opposed to a lot of the voluntary frameworks that are out there today. Uh, the reason for that is the space tends to be very fragmented because a lot of companies don't really know which framework to report against. Um, they might get like an insight from their stakeholders or the board of directors to do TCFD for this reason or GRI for that reason. But with CSRD, uh, there's going to be a very uh, clear-cut direction of the different requirements that are going to uh, have to be reported against for them to become compliant. Otherwise, they face the same kind of risks or penalties that uh, you saw back in the GDPR days. Right. Right. Interesting. Interesting. What is OneTrust doing or have we already done? Or where are we with helping people support and be able to gather and report on this data? Yeah. So the great thing with CSRD and, and with our solution today is that we've already gone ahead and added that into the program reporting and disclosure solution. So getting started is really as simple as choosing CSRD as your framework of choice, which then comes with a list of ESG metrics that companies can then go out and collect data against, which again can be done in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, once those companies have collected their data for CSRD, then they have that ability to create a sustainability report that showcases all of those metrics and voila, you are now ready to take on CSRD. 
Cool. And I know that we rely on, you just talked about collecting those that data. How do, how would a company go about getting that data once they've collected it into the OneTrust platform? Yeah, there's a couple of different ways that we do this today. Uh, the simplest way is just going into the product and adding the data uh, as you see fit. But what we've seen companies do more and more of today is either uh, going through a process called delegated metric collection. Mm -hmm. So this is just a matter of selecting which metrics you want to report against and then essentially delegating that out to folks within your organization because it's very, very unlikely that the person managing the ESG program for an organization is going to have all of that data uh, handy. So if they know the folks that are going to be responsible for, say, understanding the, the carbon-based information or uh, who work with HR to understand like social-based or employee-based metrics, then they will be able to delegate that information to them where they can fill out the information on behalf of the program manager. Once they do that, that information is then sent back into the solution, which then helps you report uh, against those upcoming requirements. Got and then the other advantage uh, for this solution is that folks who are a little bit more mature in the space, who have collected the data uh, previously and have had established sustainability reports can also bulk import that data so that they don't really have to start from scratch. They can pick up exactly where they left off. Oh, okay. Got it. Makes sense. Getting your crystal ball out, how do you kind of envision the ESG space once the CSRD is in full effect and, and where I know it's really hard to predict, but you're, you're, you're in it a lot more than I am. What do you kind of see coming and, and down the road? And I know that with the U.S., the, um, you know, they're starting to require some, or talk about requiring some things for people who are publicly traded companies on the stock exchange, things like that. So kind of where do you see things going? The I would say the one advantage of, of being at OneTrust for, for so long is having understood where the data privacy space was today uh, and back then right. is exactly how I imagine the ESG space uh, right now. So ESG is very, very, I would still consider it a very immature space at the moment. Um, just like how in privacy prior to 2018, there wasn't really a whole lot going on. And then boom, GDPR comes out and now you look at the privacy space today, there's a lot of uh, regulations, bills, laws, not just in the U.S., but across the world. Uh, and so that's where exactly I see ESG heading today, where once the CSRD comes into effect, it's only going to drive uh, further action from organizations, countries, governments around the world to pass their own version and be able to have those same reporting requirements today. And so the, the great thing about uh, GDPR and CSRD is that they ultimately will allow organizations to display the level of trust that stakeholders have been so keen on seeing. Mm. And that's why I believe at OneTrust we're so adamant about making trust a competitive advantage for businesses because a lot of those overlaps are front and center for us. Yeah, I, I keep hearing more and more that not only are people advertising it, but I also hear just from friends and family and consumers that they don't want to do business with a company that is not responsible from an environmental and social standpoint. Um, this changes, that's changed a lot, obviously, in the last 10, 5, 10, 20 years where it really didn't matter before. It was price, you know, how much does this thing cost and does it work? But now it's actually really important for folks like, is that is this company someone that, that I can trust that is doing the right thing both for uh, individuals but for the for the world itself. So I, I think that's really, really cool to see that coming, and, and I'm really anxious to see where that takes us in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's super exciting. Yeah. 
One last thing. Uh, I know that we just released or just announced that we were releasing this uh, carbon disclosure project framework. Uh, can you talk just a little bit about what that is all about? Is that just another framework that we support in, in, the, in the many that are out there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Carbon Disclosure Project, or, or CDP, uh, for those who might not be aware, is essentially an investor-led uh, nonprofit that has created a framework focused on giving companies a way, a way to measure and disclose their environmental impacts. Uh, they provide a systematic way for companies to do that on an annual basis, which is then ultimately used to benchmark organizations on their sustainability performance across four key areas, climate change, uh, forests, water security, and uh, supply chain. And the reason CDP is important, uh, not just in that sense, but overall, is that it's a globally recognized reporting framework. Oh, okay. So you've got cool. you've got a, about 13,000 companies reporting against it. Um, and the way CDP ends up scoring these companies once they submit the data is they almost kind of like school, right? They give a grade between A to D, uh, which is then seen by investors, other companies, governments to uh, informed decision making, uh, and including things like reducing risk and identifying opportunities. Um, the the cool thing about CDP is that uh, if you look back at around 2021, there were about close to 600 investors that had actually requested disclosures from close to 7,000 companies uh, by asking them to do uh, framework reporting through uh, CDP. And so those investors represent about 100 trillion, 110 trillion dollars wow. in assets. Wow. And yeah, it's 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 a pretty big deal. And if you look at the the history of CDP uh, and the fact that ESG is becoming more and more relevant to the world, uh, the number of companies reporting to CDP has also increased almost exponentially. So much so that between tw 2003 and 2021, the number of companies using CDP grew by almost 6,000 percent. Wow! From about 228 to well over 13,000. Wow! Now. So is it fair to say that not only are consumers and, and regular folks interested in how well a company is doing, but also investors are now looking at a company to say, I'm not going to invest money in you if you aren't environmentally responsible or you're not you're not doing the right things? Is that that's kind of what's going on now? Exactly. Yeah, there's been a bigger, bigger push, uh, especially from investors, uh, especially those kind of high up at the top. Right who are going to say that we're not going to provide additional funding, we're not going to invest in you unless you provide the data we need to make sure that you are not a risk from an ESG perspective. Wow, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome stuff. I know you guys are working really hard. You've got a small team, but a, but a, a, mighty, a mighty team, and you're, you're cranking some stuff out. So thanks a lot. Any, any closing comments or thoughts? Like if someone's a privacy customer or something like that, and they want to dip their toes in ESG, what's, you know, how would they go about doing that or, or what should they do? I would say just loop in the, the sustainability or the ESG folks uh, within your organization. I think there's enough commonality between the privacy folks and the ESG folks that they can almost kind of understand each other in a sense of, you know, privacy is all about protecting uh, the trust that you hold as a company with your different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. ESG is, is no different, right? ESG is all about how are you as a company uh, becoming more driven to not just help uh, yourself, but help the world become more sustainable, uh, more ESG friendly. And, and along those same lines, I think there's a lot that uh, the privacy folks, as well as the sustainability or the ESG folks can kind of learn from each other in, in that sense. So that's cool. I would just say, 
if someone's on the privacy scale, you know, it's just as easy to loop into ESG folks and, and vice versa. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Roger. Thanks for having me. Okay, I wanted to spend a few minutes just reviewing the changes in the release process of new builds of OneTrust. Adam Rakowski and I talked about this in episode two, but I feel like it's worth quickly reviewing the changes that are happening. The first piece of the puzzle is what we are calling preview features. These are significant features that have been added to the product that will be available as preview. What does preview mean, you might ask? Well, it means that this feature is ready to be used, completely done, and ready to go, but not turned on by default in your environment. In fact, it is turned off by default and will be only available when you choose to turn it on. We are doing this so that you'll have time to learn about the feature, document it for your users, and understand its impact prior to it being enabled in your production environment. The second piece of the puzzle is our seasonal releases. In a seasonal release, we will turn on all of the preview features that were released in the previous quarter. This means that you will have anywhere from three weeks to three months to play with these new features. A seasonal release will typically be the first release in a new quarter. So, for example, the, the spring release of this year was the first release in Q2, and all of the preview features from Q1 were enabled by default when this build was rolled out. We are currently in the transition period of this process, so during this fiscal year, there may be occasions where features are released that are not preview or not turned on in a seasonal release. We hope to have the entire process running smoothly by the middle of Q3 or the latest Q4 of this year. If you have any questions about this process or what we're doing, please feel free to contact your OneTrust representative or you can email me at podcast at onetrust.com. That wraps up another episode of OneTrust Talks Tech. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you have any comments, feedback, or requests, please email us at podcast at onetrust.com.